in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bullyproofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell, and we are an independent investment advisory firm with a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. When you come in to visit, there's no meter running. We're going to meet with you on a complimentary basis as many times necessary to fully analyze your particular situation and create a personalized uh, income plan. Now, for your convenience, we have multiple locations. Our home office is in Milford on the east side, but we do have remote locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and across the pond in Florence, Kentucky. And imagine this, you're going to meet one or all three of the guys that you make a connection with over the weeks, months, and sometimes years, Greg Barry or James, when you come in to visit. Now, if you have a 401k, 43B, and you're no longer with the company, we can help you roll that out into maybe a traditional IRA or Roth if it's if it's that tax status, that's tax neutral, if it's deferred, if you're not along with the company, chances are you probably should roll that out and take control. And even if you are, if you're over 59 and a half, a lot of times companies will allow you to do what's called an in-service rollover. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Shoot us over an email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. James? Well, today's topic, finding the right advisor in the current retirement age. So, yeah, sometimes it does boil down to knowing what the right questions are to ask your advisor or maybe perhaps your prospective advisor, knowing what to look for. And that's especially true in today's changing retirement landscape. Now, back in the day, retirees or the people who are about to retire really had a pretty simple formula for the retirement they really envisioned or that they hoped for, which is to say, reach age 65, stop working, otherwise known as retire, start collecting a pension check, one that replaced a majority of their working income, and then start collecting Social Security benefits. And at that point, also, they could typically rely on their retiree health benefits from their employer or from their former employer, and then have Medicare fill in the blanks. Well, those days are gone. Sounds pretty simple and terrific, right? And yes, Barry's exactly correct. Those days are pretty much over. The main reason is because those defined benefit plans, also known as pension plans, have been replaced, almost exclusively replaced, by the defined contribution plans. What's not guaranteed or defined are the benefits that come out at the end. So one thing that's defined now is simply how much you, the employee, the investor, how much you're putting into your plans, your retirement plans, and then what's not guaranteed is what comes out at the end, what you have to live on with the individual you or the collective you, what you have to live on to make it through retirement, not only to retirement, but all the way through the other end of retirement. So today, yes, the landscape has changed. Old school retirement that we just mentioned has largely come to an end. Now you really can't rely solely, at least just on the employer. And also you can't rely just on the government for your retirement income. 
And that's why on today's show, we want to explain what the current retirement age looks like, how to find the right advisor to help you get successfully to and through retirement. So yes, by asking the right questions, you can find the right advisor and advisory firm to help you along your retirement journey. Barry? Now, really, it's employers have put the burden on the employees to create their own retirement. And we're going to get into this in detail because pensions are a thing of the past. But some of the uh, some of the questions or, or topics today that we're going to talk about and tie into today's show. And by the way, we can handle all these because we're holistic. How is retirement different today than it was 10, 20 years ago? Why are so many companies getting away from pensions? What questions should I be asking my advisor? How exactly do financial advisors get paid? That can vary. Will my advisor hold my money at their firm or what, where exactly is it located? Approximately how far, how many years out from retirement should I start building a plan? How about <laughs> as soon as you start working? What is the difference between a fiduciary and a suitability standard? And what type of investment philosophy should I look for in an advisor? How do I prepare for health care and long-term care expenses? And what type of income plan should I create with my advisor for retirement? We're going to talk about all those. Well, just a couple off the top. When we talk about, and and this is a big discussion point about the fiduciary standard versus the suitability yeah. standard, Barry, tell us more about that. Well, it's, it could be a big difference. Fiduciary, which we are, we have to do what's in the best interest of the client. Suitability, like insurance insurance agents, they just have to sell you a product that is deemed suitable. Explain suitable. Well, once again, the suitable part means, say, for example, you're looking for an automobile. All right. Well, what types of automobiles are suitable for your needs versus what maybe what's not suitable for your needs? Now, what I mean by that is maybe you have a family, maybe you have a wife and children or maybe the husband and children, and you're looking for an automobile that can carry all these people at the same time. Well, would not be exactly suitable to get a sports car that's a two-door and for the most part doesn't have a back seat even. That's that's a pretty blatant example of something that's not suitable. Now, going back to one of these other questions, and, and I know this goes way back to the Bernie Madoff days, but will the advisor hold the money at their firm or where exactly will it be located? This is important, and we're going to get into this. You want to? Well... Uh, we use a custodian, which means it's separate, separate set of eyes. They do not have possession of your money at any time. The custodian really just watches over it and, and pays dividends and things like that. But it's well, here, let's give an example. If And we use very commonly TD Ameritrade as mm -hmm. one of our custodians. So when investors are wanting to add money to their accounts and they're making a check payable to the custodian, they make their check payable to TD Ameritrade. They never make their check payable to Brown Financial Advisors. In fact, you would never be writing a check payable to Brown Financial Advisors. Unless you use our Now, that being said, if you're using one of our other services, like for tax preparation services, then you do write a check to Brown, but it's to our insurance and tax department, not the financial advisory department. So there was the one exception about if you are doing taxes with one of our tax preparation people, then at that point, you would write a check payable to Brown, but to the insurance and tax department. Once again, that's for a different topic, a different day. Now, 
getting into today's topic about some of the right questions to ask to find the right advisor, well, let's start with this. When we say, how do advisors get paid versus maybe how do others, you know, how do we get paid versus how do other advisors get paid? Barry, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I can tell you how we do it. Other advisors can really second in the fees and you don't know about it. But, hey, it's a simple annual fee based on the balance of your account, comes out quarterly, very consumer friendly, and that's all in cost. Uh, we have active management strategies, but we don't nickel and dime you with the transaction costs. It's a flat fee. And we use individual positions and exchange traded funds, not mutual funds, which can have front loads, back loads, 12B1 fees, internal fees that you may not know about. Rebates as well. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you talk about advisors, how they get paid, and sometimes you hear this where it's like, I only get charged an X yeah. percent. It's like, well, wait a minute. That may not be the entirety of how that advisor is getting paid. And yes, mutual funds by almost by definition are going to be more expensive than an exchange traded fund. And by the way, the mutual funds are commissions. We charge no commissions on our investment market accounts. And just to clarify, because we hear this once in a while, it's like, I don't want an ETF, I want a mutual fund. Yeah, the same. difference for the most part Let's go with the commonalities. Mutual funds and exchange traded funds are essentially where you have a host fund. Also inside of that host fund, we'll have other either individual stocks, individual bonds, or perhaps they'll have other funds hidden inside or layered into that one host fund. That's especially true of mutual funds where you have funds that are within funds. And that also means that you have layers or maybe redundancies of investments inside of that one fund. Those extra layers, those redundancies will lead to increased costs. That leads to investments inefficiencies. So if your investments are inefficient, you have extra layered costs, that's part of the process of finding out what are your fees, both the internal fees and the external fees of really what you're paying for. So it's starting to add up. If you look at all of your investments together, that's one of the reasons why when people come in to see us, we have what we call a portfolio analysis review, the PAR process to see if your investments are indeed up to PAR. So there's more, there's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help, but stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we're a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent. That means we're not captive to a mothership. We look at all the possible uh, tools. And we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. And we're going to meet as many times as necessary 
on a complimentary basis to see if we want to do business together. Uh, we have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. We can help you with that retirement plan, 401k, 403b, TSP. If you're no longer the company, let's get that out. Take control of it. Even if you are, we can help you. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. See you over an email at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. James? Well, retirement, yes, it's one of the largest milestones of life, one that you should not take lightly. Now, perhaps your parents, maybe even your grandparents, didn't really have much to do as far as planning is concerned when it came to retirement, but that's not to say that yours will be the same. The world, yes, 2020 is a prime example of this. The world is forever changing. Every aspect of life also seems to be upended at this point in time. So retirement is just one of those things that has also changed quite dramatically. You need to be proactive with your plan. That's even if you have a plan for retirement. And make sure you work with someone that can actually help. Someone that specializes in the retirement process. You know, someone such as us. So if you're, you know, here's here's some other examples. If you're having problems with your health, you go see the doctor, or at least you should go see the doctor, right? If you're having problems with your teeth, once again, you go see a dentist. But again, that's what you should be doing is going to see a specialist in that particular field. The same also applies to your retirement. You spent your working careers doing something that you're probably very good at, which probably is not retirement planning. So once again, the most challenging moments in life are getting married, starting a family, and ultimately retiring. Those are the three major milestones, if you want to boil it down to the brass tacks, about life. And it's not just a financial decision, but an emotional one as well, which is all the more reason why you should utilize an advisor that specializes in retirement planning. Barry? Yeah. You know, you probably shouldn't go through the retirement journey alone. I say probably because I have seen some do-it-yourselfers that do a good job. Uh, but if they have an issue, they got to look in the mirror if they want help. But uh, so we think for, for the vast majority of people, 97%, you should use a financial advisor, a holistic like us, to help you along every way and keep you updated throughout the years. So most people will feel confident, especially when something like March happens. That's when we get a lot of phone calls. So in order to find the right financial advisor, you need to make sure you understand several things. Ask the right questions. You can find the right advisor and the right advisory firm to meet your needs. Now, why is, and James mentioned old school. I'm 63. Old school is my favorite word because I'm old school. But why... Uh, is the old school retirement ending? Simple answer, it's better for employers because things are getting tight. There's a number of reasons, obviously, but pensions are scarce. Uh, I don't know, what's the percent now, 401ks to pension? 90-10? Mm, it's very close to 90-10. But, you know, if you've heard a key phrase repeated over and over again about unfunded pension liabilities, not only yeah. at, in the private sector, but in the public sector as well, that's the main reason why this has changed so dramatically is because of unfunded pension liabilities. Barry, continue. Yeah, think about it. Somebody retires and they got another 20, 30 years. They're supposed to get their pension. Where's that money going to come from? But anyway, there's really two plans. Define benefit plans and define contribution. A 401k is a defined contribution, i.e. you contribute. And a lot of companies aren't even matching anymore that I'm seeing. 
defined benefit is a pension. That's where the employer pays into the pension. So you have a nice retirement, hopefully. And then one of the reasons why, maybe one of the main reasons why this is blown up on employers is because life expectancies have gone up so dramatically since back in the day. So with the longer lifespans of the husband and perhaps also the wife, two different people that have to be insured on the pension plan, it has blown the curve of pension planning from the employer's point of view. Yeah, many employers are doing away with pensions, like we said, all together. And a lot of them are offering a pension buyout to get you off the books. Bottom line, employers no longer want the burden. As I said, it's for their benefit. And uh, just a side note, when a, a company changes a 401k administrator, it's for their benefit. They're getting some other deals. So it's just very difficult in today's workforce. you got to do a lot, and that's why you need an advisor. Jane? How about what's our call to action on this? Because we see this from time to time where there are pension buyout offers. One of the one of the most important considerations is should you take the lump sum option or should you annuitize, which is to say take the pension, the monthly payout option? Barry, tell us more about that. Yeah, uh, we'll do a calculation to see what your average rate of return is going to be based on how much they're paying you and your lump sum amount. Sometimes it's low. Sometimes it's high and we say, hey, take that monthly check for life and maybe a survivor benefit if, uh, if you can. But here's the big thing why people take the lump sum just as much as they take the pension, probably more, is guess what? If you pass, your loved ones get whatever's in that lump sum. The pension, unless you have survivor benefit, it goes bye-bye. So you got to be careful with that. So if you've, if you've heard us talk about the payout factor, that's how when we talk about the, the uh, overall payout factor being low versus being moderate versus maybe perhaps being high. And for the most part, we see ones that are quite low, which is typically, not always, but typically why we say the lump sum option is typically the better way to go. Once again, before you make that decision, before you simply cut the cord on what your plans are going to be, come see us first before you make that decision, because usually once you've made that decision, it's final. There's no going back. That's why, you know, measure twice, cut once. Call us first, Brown Financial Advisors, 513-575-9654. We will help you to analyze all your different options and see which is the best one or the best ones for you, whether it's the individual you or the collective you in that particular situation. And yes, it is an individual situation. There are many different times where, depending upon the ages of the two people involved, if there are two people involved, that there's a number of factors to look at. Yeah, plus the health. If you're not very healthy, you might want to take that lump sum. Now, going back to the uh, what I mentioned before about the people living longer, which is one of the reasons why pensions have kind of blown up. Yes, living longer does typically equal the fact that you need more money to live and to pay for all those extra years. Now, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, the share of the population that's age 65 and above is now 16%. So one in six of all the people walking around today are at least age 65 or maybe better than 65. Comparatively speaking, if you go back a couple of years, that increases by, so today, 16%. It was 13% back in 2018. And in 2010, that particular increase has been a significant 30.2%. So 
So if you look at the aging demographics, the, the population, what's called the silver tsunami, that's exactly what they're referring to. They, of course, being the government. So since people are living longer, it's also critical to build a retirement plan and just as importantly, an income plan that addresses this. Now, in addition to living longer, people are also are still in the workforce longer. According to a TD Ameritrade survey, one in three Americans that are age 40 plus plan to have a job in retirement. That means in what we think of as retirement years, age 65 plus, people one in five are still in the workforce. Here's a new term for you. And according to the survey, it's called the unretirees. Now, financial need is still the number one reason, but also listed, it's like also receiving votes, personal fulfillment, staying mentally fit, were also among the reasons given. Now, of these, the unretirees, 72% of these said they would stay or perhaps even return to work to keep mentally fit, while 59% said it would be tied to just simply making ends meet. So if you look at all the, the demographics, the aging workforce and the people that once they reach what we think of as the golden retirement years, they're now the unretiree golden years. And here's another one, social security. Yes, it will stay intact, but the fact is, it's not going to provide exactly what you expect. Now, here's a major reason why, is because of the cost of living adjustments, they're simply not keeping up with inflation. The COLA for 2021 is expected to be about one, maybe even 1.2%. Inflation, however, is going at around three to 5%. And medical costs are rising at an even faster pace, around five to 7%. So that's the good news and the bad news all at the same time is social security will be here, but the cost of living adjustments, the COLAs are not keeping up with the overall pace of inflation. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent and we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's best for you. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. And hey, when you come in to visit, it's like having a cup of coffee with a friend, leave your wallet and purse at home, no meter running. We're going to meet on a complimentary basis as many times as necessary to fully analyze your situation, complete a plan for you. And we have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, Kentucky. We can help you with that old company plan. Roll that out. Take control of it. Invest it how you want to invest it. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Our email is team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. James, where are we? Well, just to recap, people, yes, are still living longer, even after and taking into account 2020 and all the stuff that's happened in 2020. People are also still working longer, sometimes by choice, sometimes by necessity. Social Security is not exactly providing what's needed, and maybe it's what is expected of it. So that's maybe the the biggest issue is it's not going to provide what people's expectations are. 
And part of that is because when you look at the percentage of the income it's supposed to replace, historically, that number has been about 40%. That means 60% of your retirement income has to come from other sources. Now, this is trending upwards to where 70% of your income has to come from other sources. And most of that is because the cost of living adjustments simply are not keeping up or keeping pace with inflation. Now, there are some things that would be considered good news and maybe some also as bad news when it comes to the, the COLAs on Social Security. So first, the good news. There's a provision called the Hold Harmless Provision, which means that for those that are already drawing their benefit, receiving their Social Security benefit, the amount of the COLA is also the maximum amount that the Medicare premiums can increase. So, for example, for 2021, it's expected that there's going to be a 1.2, perhaps even a 1.3% COLA, which then means that the mm. most that your Medicare premiums can increase is also 1.3%. Oh. <laughs> Guess how much Medicare premiums will then increase? 1.3%. So that's kind of like the, the bad news at the same time is your increase in Social Security is met with the increase in your Medicare premiums. But that also means that you technically do not go backwards, but it is basically a net zero when you add the two together. Now, there's other bad news because Medicare premiums, as I mentioned before, the overall cost medical inflation is going up by around 5 to 7%. There is the brunt of Medicare charges that will be paid by two groups of people. The new beneficiaries, new in this case means new for 2021. So if you just are now aging into Medicare at age 65, starting in 2021, your Medicare premiums will increase by more than what the people in 2020 are paying. And therefore, that's a tax or burden that you get to bear. The second group is the IRMA group. Now, IRMA is actually an acronym, I-R-M-A-A, means Income Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. So if you don't know what that is, that probably means your income is not that high, at least according to the government. The IRMA is a, going to affect those whose income exceeds 87000 if you're single or perhaps head of household or filing separately for those married folk out there who think they're going to outsmart the government. And if you're filing jointly, it's $174,000. Now, the Measurement that they're using, they being the government, is what's called the modified adjusted gross income. Your modified adjusted gross income is very simply this. Take your adjusted gross income, the very last line on page one of your IRS form 1040, and then add back in all of that tax-exempt interest income <laughs> from line eight of your tax return. That's terrible. So keep in mind that if you've been told that all of that tax-exempt income is somehow tax-free, well, guess again, it's not exactly tax-free. So if you're subject to the IRMA, that means your Medicare premiums could perhaps double or even triple depending upon your level of income and perhaps also your tax filing status. So going back to the married filing separately tax status, if your income exceeds $87,000, that means your Medicare premiums will not just go up by a little bit, they will actually triple. So when you're doing that tax analysis of which is a better filing status, filing jointly versus filing separately, do not forget to include the impact of your Medicare premiums if this particular provision applies to you. 
So yes, here's the bottom line. Social security is still a very important component of your retirement income plan, but it should be viewed as more of a supplement to your plan, not the centerpiece of your plan. Barry? Irma seems like a good girl's name, doesn't it? (laughs) Or a hurricane's name. Oh, yeah. Uh, The current retirement age. The current retirement age requires a big mindset shift from before. You want your mindset to shift from grow at all costs with your money to preserving and making sure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. Now, when you're younger, 20s, 30s, and 40s, yeah, be a little more risky. You've got time. But when you get older, you got to make sure your principal doesn't go bye-bye. So you should understand that retirement today will likely be much different than back in the day. Now, it's important to plan and educate and to work with someone like us to help you tackle this big task. Uh, Cash flow. How many times have we said cash flow is king? From all your sources, here's what you're going to have to live on. Can you do it? If not, what do you got to do? Keep working. Uh, So it's very important. That's that's the top of our mind. Planning for health care. Medicare, long-term care is also important, which we can help you with. We're holistic in nature. One thing that can deplete your nest egg in a hurry is long-term care stay. The national average is 90000 a year and 102000 for a private room. Now, Cincinnati, this area, ninety-six a year and 117 per year for, for each of those. So we're not now look, we're not recommending to run out and buy long term care insurance. It costs a lot of it's cost prohibitive. Uh, you have to qualify for it. So the underwriting. Can, yeah, the underwriting. So there's some loose ends that might keep you from getting it. But there's other ways and there's other products that have asset uh, protection that can help you with that. And we can help you with that. So the, there's other many other aspects of retirement planning and none should be overlooked. And, uh, you know. We believe that the key accomplishment is to avoid trying to do this alone and work with a financial advisor who specializes in, quote, unquote, retirement planning. So you want to work with someone that you feel comfortable with and, more importantly, in my experience, make a connection with that's right for you. So just to reiterate on the long-term care, not necessarily is long-term care insurance the best way to go. But it is a way to go. It is a way to plan or to perhaps at least pay for a potential long-term care stay. One of the things that people find, I'd say, the most objectionable to that type of insurance is the use it or lose it type of provision. In other words, you have the insurance, you pay a lot for the insurance. And then if you never go to a nursing home, then you never actually have used the insurance. And at the end, you feel like you've paid all those thousands of dollars for absolutely no benefit. Do you almost want to go into a nursing home (laughs) when you pay into it all those years? I hope not. That's pretty funny. Uh, Yeah, so there are other ways. But nevertheless, what we're saying first and foremost is that it should be a component of the overall plan. So long-term care should at least be something that you plan for as far as how to potentially pay for that particular expense. But... Again, there's sometimes there's a better way to approach that. And as Barry mentioned before, an asset-based protection plan, whether the asset is life insurance or the asset is an annuity with a long-term care rider, that might be for some people a better way to go and a better way to pay for what could be a potential out-of-pocket expense of eighty to $90,000 a year. That is a major, major hole that could be blown into retirement plan. Here's the other part, too. 
If you've heard this term before, it's because ladies tend to linger when it comes to nursing home stays. Guys die off pretty quickly, usually within about a year. I know that sounds very crass, sounds kind of cold-hearted, but it is just the facts. Ladies, on the other hand, the average length of stay is about three years. So for the guys, the fellas, maybe one, maybe a year and a half at the most. For the ladies, the average length of stay is around three years. So if you add it all up, close to $100,000 a year times three, that's $300,000. And that's also in today's dollars. What's that going to look like in five years from today, 10 years from today, if the costs are going up at an average of 5% a year? So once again, that's part of the reason why it's so important to have this as a component of your overall retirement plan. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound of Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And as always, we're an independent advisory firm with a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So come in for a visit and we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. We have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And when you come in to visit, no matter how many times we meet, you're not going to be charged anything. It's complimentary. And then when you do decide to become a client, you're going to exactly know what the fees involve. 401k, 403b, TSP, we can help you roll that out into a traditional IRA. Take control of it. 513-575-9654. Brownfinancialadvisors.com. Team at brownfinancialadvisors.com if you want to send us an email. We'll answer every single one. James? All right. So finding the right advisor for you. As we've been mentioning, yes, finding the right financial advisor to help you guide you not only to retirement, but also through retirement to infinity and beyond 20 plus years ago was not a big deal. It was much simpler back in the day, but that's not true today. Yes, it's very important for you to be educated on your investments and also your retirement plan. Once again, that's if you have a plan. And we do believe it's even more important to find the right advisor that can help you with this particular journey. For some people, it's going to be a very long journey. It might be 10 years. It might be 20 years. It might be 30 years. And at this stage of your life, you want to look for an advisor that you can trust, one that can help you make the important decisions as you get closer to retirement, as you get into retirement. And having this type of advisor can also help you to better prepare for your retirement, whether it's the individual you or the collective you. Now, it may not be the easiest task. But it's also in your best interest to ask the right questions and help you to understand how that advisor and their advisory firm, how they operate, such as, Barry? Well, this is an important one. Ask them right up front, which services do you provide to your clients? Now, when searching for an advisor, you most likely want to work with someone who can help you in many aspects of retirement. Now, we do have clients that says, hey, just help us with investments. Make me money. But uh, most of our clients, it's the full retirement aspects of living life. Now, some advisors and firms tailor one or two specific services like insurance products, investments, and that's all they do. If you ask a tax question, they say, see your tax advisor or see your tax person. Now, when, when looking for an advisor, 
that will help you with uh, retiring. Potentially, like James said, 20, 30, maybe even longer, depending on how young they are when they came on board. It's like a permanent vacation. If you want someone, you can offer many services like ours. We went through a lot of them. Uh, some of them include figure out how much you need to retire. That's important uh, because a lot of people, they don't have the money to retire, so they have to work longer or take less money. Choose investments that match your risk tolerance. That's very important. And time horizon. Okay. We have some 80-year-olds that are 100% aggressive because that's what they want to be on that part of the money. But usually it gets more conservative as you age. You got to find out about redundancy. We mentioned the PAR process, that we analyze your current portfolio and we look at uh, all fees, margins, loads, redundancy, owning the same stuff over and over and paying fees redundantly. And how about the color of money? Talk about this all the time. Which half of your money do you wish to lose? Green money, which is, I know so, it's not going to go backwards because of market conditions. And the market money, I hope so. Yes, you'll make more in the market over time, but there's risk involved. So we can help with insurance, Medicare, Med Supplement, Advantage Plan, PDPs, tax planning, prep, tax efficiency. We have clients call all the time. And James heads up that department. They just ask a simple tax question and he helps them out. How about legacy planning? We help you with that, too, and long-term care planning. All right. The next question or another question, are you held to a fiduciary duty or, or standard when providing investment advice? So, yes, going back to what that definition means, a fiduciary duty is a legal term that means one party, that's us, has the obligation to act in the best interest of the other party, which is you, and to properly disclose any conflicts of interest. Now, rhetorical question here, doesn't that seem like something we all want? And should do anyway. <laughs> and something that we should all have, right? You want an advisor who has the obligation, the responsibility, the legal standard, the definition of the obligation to act in your best interest. Now, in this industry, there are two different standards that advisors are held to. We've mentioned it before, the fiduciary standard and also the suitability standard. So once again, our firm, Brown Financial Advisors, we're an independent registered investment advisor firm and our investment advisor representatives, for example, Greg, Barry, myself, we are all held to a fiduciary duty of care, which means we are legally required to work in your best interest when providing investment advice. That's very important to remember. Now, changing the channel or turning the page to the insurance side. So on the insurance side, when we make insurance recommendations, the regulatory standard, which does apply in that particular case, is the suitability standard, which is also very important because that makes sure that any insurance recommendations are suitable to your individual and or collective needs. Barry? Well, how about this question? Does your firm, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, does your firm hold my money and investments? Many people think that the firm they work with who is directly holding their investments actually holds the money. However, that's not true in our case. It might be true in some cases, but no, we separate that out. We like that separation uh, for uh, eyes looking at you. Really, a custodian provides a platform so that the money manager team, the strategy can buy and sell and make you money. So 
we work with a reputable custodian, like James said, TD Ameritrade. You want a firm, I think, we think you want a firm that has a good reputation. Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity has their own custodian. So these custodians hold your assets and they'll, they'll process transactions, collect dividends, interest payments, make distribution, produce monthly, monthly statements. So they are doing a lot, but they don't make decisions on what to buy to sell. That's why when you get your tax documents at the end of the year, it's a TD yeah. Ameritrade statement, not a Brown Financial Advisor statement. Your tax document comes from the custodian, not from anyone else. And that's that's just an important reminder is when you're looking at where your money is held, it is with the custodian. It is not with us, your investment advisory. And by the way, it comes with the FID or SPIC, which is insured up to half a million dollars per account for fraud and abuse which is how some of Bernie's clients got reimbursed. Huh. Now, question number four, how will you be compensated? Well, one of the most undervalued questions to ask a potential advisor is very simply, how do you get paid? Yes, it seems intrusive to just simply be that blunt or being that upfront or direct, but you do deserve to know how the advisor will be compensated for any type of potential financial decisions that are made. We also know and we understand that advisor compensation can seem about as clear as mud. So we have prospective clients who come to our office and we do ask them how their current advisor is getting paid. And most of them don't really know. Many others think that they may have an idea, but or they really don't know the full extent. Well, they think they know. <laughs> yeah, they think they know, but they don't really know the full story. So you do want to ask whether that advisor is paid hourly, if they're paid by a transaction, if they get paid quarterly, annually, based on the value of your assets under management, exactly if there's any other types of compensation or rebates going on through commissions on their products, as Barry mentioned before, all those different fees. So the mutual funds, this is notorious for how mutual funds are constructed, is that there are additional fees. There are other investments in the market that maybe you should invest in instead. So whether it's the individual stocks or bonds versus the funds type of approach to investing, this is one of the reasons why when it comes to the funds approach that we are big fans of the ETFs over the mutual funds. Now, there are some good, lean, efficient mutual funds. So they're not all loaded with fees. Yes. They but, are the exception, but not yeah. the rule. So once again, the key is to work with an advisor who is transparent about the way they're getting paid. So this is not to say that you should necessarily avoid someone who maybe charges a little bit more simply because it might be worth it. The higher price advisor sometimes is actually well worth the fee that you pay if the results are bringing value to you. But once again, making sure you build that transparency with your advisor is very important. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening today. We work for you as clients, not companies. You can find our podcast at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Have a great week. And remember this, sound money. Where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you.